Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Okay, hey man. Hey man, how's it going? I, I I had me on mute. That's why you could hear me. I'm like, oh, crap. I, <laughs> I do stupid stuff sometimes. Like, I oh, was yeah. I was reading over the first little bit of the notes for this uh, for this episode, and I was like, did I? Is that correct? Did is there? Could the internet have made a mistake? Uh, and it is indeed <laughs> correct. So uh, yeah, nice. that, that'll be fun. Okay. Way to get to that. Yeah. So I was I was like in the midst of like reading something on my phone. So sorry. Right. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, um, yeah. But thank you all for listening to this episode. We don't know which one it is, so we're going to save this episode. Uh, we're not focusing on right. We don't focus on numbers anymore because why? When we you hit, know? When we hit 200, we'll, we'll focus on that one. But for now, it's just like we have over 100 episodes, so we're just, they're all blending together now. So, yes. Which is yes, fun. It, it's fun. Like, it, it's, it's fun. Like, we just recorded a whole episode like on a specific subject, which we hadn't done in a while. Um, and uh, we were like, Hey, we got time. Let's, let's knock out a cover wars. Why not? Why not? You know, right. so, yeah. 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 This is going to be fun. Yeah. So cover wars. Cover wars. But before we do that, are you a fan of Steve Winward? Oh dude. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I, I love Steve this bad boy, dude. Thank you. That is one of the best albums in history. Right. There. Yes. It's got two of my favorite songs. It's got, um, uh, Valerie, 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 call me, and then Higher Love, Baby, Higher Love, love. Oh. dude, uh, I, jam. to this day, Higher Love is like the supreme being of all songs, really. Dude, all I heard things. a killer cover of Higher Love in TJ Maxx the other day, and I have no idea who did it. I'm going to have to look into it so we can do another cover wars on that because Steve Ween, Steve Weenwood. Winwood, the man. Oh my yes. god! Oh Don't my god, he's he's fantastic, man. I just had to yeah. get that. I'm like, and it's six bucks. Six See, bucks for the right. Was it scratch and spins? No, it was on Cosmic Rays. That's okay. another place you need to check out. Yeah, man, check that out. guy is fantastic because I gave him some of, some some of our cards too. Okay, and he's just been murdering it with with cards, you know, because he's been saying those those cards go. Cool. So I need to go back to your store and get them some more cards. So super awesome. Thank but, you guys. Check us out. Yes, yes. Please, yeah, check us out. Check um and um and make sure you tell all your friends and family to check us out too. I yeah. mean, you know, because but you're right, this is Cover Wars. Woo! And today we are covering what song? Oh, the Fleetwood Mac juggernaut that is Go Your Own Way off of the album Rumors. Um, which is another dr- juggernaut of an album. Um, and uh, <coughs> so excited. My wife. I, so, I, all right. So I am a, what I would consider a moderate Fleetwood Mac fan. Right. Um, my wife and her sister, Christine, uh, they love Fleetwood Mac, as I described before we started recording, on a spiritual level. Like <laughs> they, they are big Fleetwood Mac fans. Um, this is definitely my favorite Fleetwood Mac song. Does the term spiritual level like not even resemble how much they love this band? Oh, dude, I I can't even, (laughs) I I can't describe to you. 
Uh, yeah, they are they are in love with Fleetwood Mac, in love with Stevie Nicks, um, and uh, I mean, rightfully so. Stevie Nicks is <laughs> a really really cool person. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget when she made an appearance in uh, American Horror Story uh, in Coven. Oh, yeah. I, was like, I thought that was so cool because there was the one there was the one witch that was like obviously a Stevie Nicks uh, super fan. Um, right. And then like Stevie Nicks popped up as like a famous witch in like one of the covens. And I was like, all right, that's her. Cool. That's her. Right? That's her. That's neat. Um, and a bit, so, Allie yeah. was on another level right, watching the show. Yeah. She thought it was super <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. like our favorite season of American Horror Story. So, yeah. but, but yeah. first, before we listen to the cover songs, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about the song, Go Your Own Way? Let's yeah. do it. So, Go Your Own Way is a song by British-American rock band Fleetwood Mac from their 11th studio album, Rumors. That's what I had to look up. I was like, 1977? That was their 11th album? Are you freaking serious? And it really? is, like, if you go to Spotify, there is tons of, I thought this, I thought that this was their debut, uh, yeah. Rumors, uh, or at least, like, in the top two or three of their albums, but it, uh, 11th. Anyway, this so the they must have started in the album. So did this start? Uh, I will tell you. Okay. Yeah. Um, nineteen sixty-eight. That's when, you, okay. when they started putting. Wow. It. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So they've been around for a while. Um. The song was released as the album's first single in December of nineteen seventy-six on both sides of uh, of the Atlantic. Written and sung by Lindsey. Buckingham, it became the first, uh, the band's first top 10 hit in the United States. The first top 10 hit, 11 albums to get their first top 10 hit in the United States. Man. Do not give up. Never give up. Keep pushing. Go for it. Yes. Now look at them. I mean, unreal, dude. Ser seriously. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Go your own. Yeah. Yeah. Go your own way yeah. has been well received by music critics and was ranked number. 120 by Rolling Stone magazine uh, on their list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Um, recorded in three separate studios, the track was developed over a period of four months. Uh, like most tracks off the Rumors album, none of the instruments were recorded live together. The tracks were instead com uh, completed through a series of overdubs. Uh, and then lyrically, Go Your Own Way is a breakup song, um, specifically directed at Buckingham's bandmate, and former lover Stevie Nicks, while she was in the band, he was like, "Screw you! <laughs> Here's a song that we're going to release that right. you have to sing vocals on." And I'll, oh, guess what? It's about you. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow, dude! I, but I mean, it, obviously it worked because that's like and one worked, of the all-time biggest hits. Yeah, yeah. Um, so go your own was go, go your own way was written at a house. The band rented in Florida in between uh, legs of their uh, Fleetwood Mac tour. Uh, Mick Fleetwood, the band's drummer, remembered that the house had a distinct bad vibe to it as if it were haunted, which <laughs> did nothing to help matters. Um, so yeah, that's fun. Uh, apparently my chemical <laughs> romance recorded, uh, the black parade in a haunted house too. So that's cool. Um, maybe also, we should do an episode on that on for maybe, Halloween. Maybe. Also, another freaky thing, yes, because uh, I think the Nine Inch Nails recorded their album closer on in uh, in uh, Charles Manson's house. I don't know if they recorded it in the house, but oh, Trent Reznor definitely owns the door that door. they wrote 
pig. Pig. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he yeah. bought the door that was on that house. I think he just stole the door. I don't think he bought it. Ugh. Talking about bad juju, man. Oh God, I know, bro. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that, uh, Buckingham wrote for rumors. Uh, Buckingham picked up an electric guitar and chugged the chord progression. In what he later described as a stream of consciousness, uh, he sang the opening line, loving you isn't the right thing to do. Um, by 1976, the romantic relationship between Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham had come to an end. While Buckingham and Nicks were still on speaking terms, their conversations often devolved into yelling and screaming matches. So again, hey, guys, I wrote this song, and uh, let's go ahead and we'll run through it real quick. And you know Stevie Nicks is just sitting there and she's like, huh. Yeah. This is about me. <laughs> and that's what it is. The biggest hits of all time. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and just like that, upon listening back to the song, uh, Stevie Nicks demanded that Buckingham remove the line "packing up, shacking up is all you want to do." Uh, but he ultimately decided to keep the line, uh, or excuse me, to keep those lyrics in the final song. Nicks later explained her feelings about the line. She said, "I very much resented him telling the world that packing up and shacking up uh, with different men was all I wanted to do." She told Matt, uh, Rolling Stone, "He knew it wasn't true." Um, it was just an angry thing that he said. Uh, every time those words would come on stage, I wanted to go over and kill him. Uh, he knew it, so he really pushed my buttons uh, through that. It was like, I'll make you suffer for leaving me, and I did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. In a way, he had his ultimate, like, look, you want to dump me? I just wrote a song about you, and now you got to sing it to the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, James, do you want to tell us about the critical reception? Yes. So B, am I, okay, yeah. Okay, so B, Mr. Reed, a Los Angeles radio DJ in the 1970s, was underwhelmed when he first played the single on his program. After the song finished, um, he, he said, I don't know about that one to his listeners. <laughs> well, he was wrong, right? He was dead wrong. Wrong. Yeah. 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 So later that day, Buckingham contacted Reed. Brock contacted the, the dude. Uh, the man needed to know what the problem was. I demand you to tell me what was wrong with our song. You said, right? I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Reed informed Buckingham that he had a difficult time finding beat one of this song. Finding beat one of this song. Yeah. I don't know what that means. That's what all. I mean. The guy didn't, he just didn't understand the rhythm. And so he was, oh, he was okay. crapping all over it because he didn't understand the rhythm. And it's just like, it's it's not that difficult. It's a unique beat. Yeah. I'll, I'll put you like this. The beat that's played in that song, I can't describe it to you because I'm not good with drum terms, but like it's a very <laughs> common beat in a lot of worship music. Um, right, okay. It's very heavily relied on a solid kick drum. Your kick just stays... And it's a lot of accents on your tom while like mm -hmm. doing an offset snare, basically. So you're a lot of, you know, and it's a very common thing. Drummers are like, yeah, I get that. And everybody else is like, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> right. but, uh, yeah, drummers, drummers understand what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's a yeah. very common worship beat. So like I play very similar beats for a lot of songs at church. Um, so uh, obviously I understand it, but like yeah. it's not a complex beat. And the guy's just like, I don't understand it. 
So I don't know about that one. And it's like, yeah. Shut up. Maybe maybe he was just being a total butt or something. Yeah, you know? he's a butthole. <laughs> yeah. So Buckingham attributed the problem to the acoustic guitar track. He late he added late into production. Whatever. While he maintained that the acoustic guitar glued the whole piece together, its unusual entrance created confusion over the location of the beat one. After this cable with the acoustic part, the whole song came to life, he says. Um, for me, because it, it, it acted as a foil for the vocals and a rhythmic, rhythmic counterpoint. So when it comes in, you don't have any reference. You don't have a reference point of for where the one is or where the beat is at all. Yeah. It's, it's only after... The first chorus comes in that you can, uh, yeah, that you can tell where to be this at all. So, um, yeah, a short drumming lesson here. So everything's counted for the most part in this particular song. Everything is in uh, four four timing, right? So you have one two three four one two three four. He's talking about he can't find where the one is, and it's not that hard. Oh. Okay. It yeah. is not that hard. I don't understand what this pro- this guy's problem is, but no, he can't find the one. Anyway, I'll get off my rant here. That's just like it's, it's a drummer rant. It's like, dude, shut up. It's not that difficult. <laughs> People, we need to know. And come on, I'm, I mean, any kind of rant you have, come on, bring it. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, that's what music is all about. Get it out of your system, right? Get yes. Yes. I'm yes. very aggressive towards this guy because he sounds like a total douchebag. <laughs> Mitchell Reed, man. Ugh, Mitchell, yeah. I can't. Yeah. So it's only after the first chorus comes in that you can realize where you are. And that's what that DJ was confused about. Uh, Fleetwood, on the other hand, blamed, the dr- he blamed his drumming, but defended his playing as capitalizing on his own intentness. Intep- no, ineptness. ineptness. He, yeah, he's like basically telling the guy, uh, "Yeah, I get what you're saying, but like that's how it is." But he, <laughs> right. he shouldn't have to explain himself. Yeah. The drums are just fine in that song. There's nothing wrong with them. I think so. I yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> calm down. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So since then, Fleetwood has declared. Go, go your own way as one of his favorite songs play and yep. praise Buckingham's contributions to the track, obviously. Okay. Uh, Jeff Porcaro, I'm sorry if I pronounced that name, uh, the drummer for Bog Skaggs, which is a great band. Yeah. As well as the founding member of Toto, another great man, right? Yeah. Uh, was particularly impressed by Fleetwood's drumming on Go Your Own Way. As, you know, I mean, Mitchell Richard. To ask him what's wrong with the drums, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, all nights when Boss Skeks opened for Fleetwood Mac during their tour, um, poor Caro uh, would watch Fleetwood from the side of the stage, intrigued by his unorthodox plan of poor Rico approach Fleetwood after a live gig. He said, I watched, I've tried to understand it. Uh, nothing you do up there makes it makes sense, but it sounds beautiful. What is your method? What are you doing in the last field of going your own way? I can't figure it out. I've been watching every night, 
what you do is on, on the last measurement of the last beat is is the snare ahead or behind. <laughs> so so for people who don't understand that, can can you kind of I mean uh decipher yeah. that for us? Yeah, uh like I said before, you got your one, two, three, four, right? Um right. for your measure, and then it's your kick is solid that whole time. It doesn't change. Um, it's going one to your kick, your kick drum is going one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Okay. Right. So what he's talking about, he can't figure out where the he can't figure out where the snare falls into place there. Um, so we're counting it out one, two, three, four, do um, so your snare is coming in on a do da do do got do do got. So it's really not falling, it's falling on the it's falling on the two where normally it would fall on like a three. So it's just a little bit ahead and he can't, or <coughs> I, I had to think for it. Think about oh, it. Yeah, that, okay. yeah, that's okay. It's, yeah, um, I don't know drum lingo. So yeah, it is, it is perfect because it changes it up just enough to make it different. And I, I love that. I think it's great. Yeah. His, his snare just falls a little bit ahead of where people would normally put it in. Um, if you were playing by the rules, but, uh, he uh Mick Fleetwood just didn't want to do that. So <laughs> all right. Yeah. So Fleetwood explained to Porgo um that the his dyslexia prevented him from understanding the, the minute of his the the minute what the minute of his drumming. Uh Fleetwood said of, okay the minutia uh, of his drumming. Minutia of his drumming. I can't read sometimes. That's, That's okay. okay. Uh, so Fleetwood said of that conversation, it was only after we continued talk to talk that Jeff realized I wasn't kidding around. <laughs> we eventually had a tremendous laugh about it, though, because he didn't know that he was dyslexic. So he's dyslexic, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, no. Oh, man. I wanted no. to include that because when I when I read that doing these notes, I was like, I never, I never put that much thought into the drums, but apparently right. it has become, it is such a thing with people. And I just had no idea. Um, right. Yeah. But anywho, um, let's talk about the uh, commercial performance of the song. Cause obviously it did amazing. Uh, on oh yeah. Um, so like their last three singles from the album, uh, Fleetwood Mac, the self-titled uh, go your own way became a hit in the U S uh, in the U S uh, the track made its first appearance on the Billboard Hot 100 charted uh, chart, uh, dated Jan excuse me January 8th, 1977, where it entered at number 71. And then two weeks later, the single ascended into the top 40. On March 12th of 1977, the song reached its peak of number 10, uh, a position it held for two weeks. Uh, the song spent a total of 11 weeks in the top 40. And uh, on the uh, top 5,000 songs of the rock era, which uh, lists the biggest Billboard hits between July 9th of 1955 and February 3rd of 2007, Go Your Own Way ranks at 4,201st. I obviously believe it should be way higher up on that list. Uh, right. I love this song. Um, and uh, I can't wait to listen to these great covers that we have um, yes. today. So, um. James, do you want to tell us about our first band that we'll be covering today? Is that Silverstein Stein Silver, or Silverstein? Silverstein. Stein. Okay. Yes. Because uh, you've heard of Berenstein and Berenstein, you know what? Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, it's yeah. the Mandela Effect band. Mandela Effect at yeah. work again. Yes. So Silverstein 
is a Canadian rock band from Burlington, Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. formed in 2000. Their band name is a reference to the famous children author, Shale Silverstein, mm-hmm. whom the band had admired and read the stories of as children. Yep. So did uh, I. They, great, great children's books. I don't think I've actually, I don't know. I don't know yeah, what my mom read me. Yeah. yeah. If we have children, uh, I'm sure want to get some Silverstein books. Yeah. 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 Right. So they have released a total of 10 studio albums, four EPs, a compilation album, and a live DVD slash CD to, to, to go with their DVD. Yeah. Uh, their, their lineup has remained unchanged for 11 years since t- 2001 in December. Consisting of lead vocalist Shane Told, uh, lead guitarist Neil Bosshart, rhythm guitarist Josh Bradford, bassist Billy Hamilton, and drummer Paul Kohler. Um, in September 2012, the band had announced that Neil Bosshart has been fired from the band and will be replaced by Paul Mark uh, Russo. Russo, yeah, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Russo? I think so. Who also joined Billy Hamilton on backing vocals. The band has achieved moderate success with their second studio album, Discovering the Waterfront. Oh, it's so good. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a good uh, Which was nominated for a Juno Award and reached number 34 on the Billboard's 200 charts. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the following two albums charting at similar positions, uh, Silverstein has, has sold over a million albums worldwide. Wow. Yeah. And yep. yeah, they're a very great band. They were really popular during that Screamo era of 2006 to 2009. Right. Uh, right. And uh, put out a lot of great albums <clears throat> at time span. Still continue to put out great albums. Um, Shane Told actually has a great podcast as well called Lead Singer Syndrome. And he inter- interviews like the best of the best. And I mean, he talks to everybody it does not matter what genre he will talk to jonathan davis and then he'll jump over here and he'll talk to uh howard jones uh who did he have oh sticks he had the the singer from sticks oh wow Um, yeah yeah and so he just he jumps all over the place like he loves just talking about music um Mm. and uh it's great podcast everyone check that out you know who i find to be the bit to be the best male singer ever tell me I can't pronounce his last name, but his name is Michael. He's from the band Steel Heart, and he did the and he recorded for Steel Dragon on your on your on your uh, movie Rockstar. Okay, that guy's just fantastic. You need to check out Steel Dragon. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Steel Steel Heart is his band, but he did a he did like a cover band called Steel Steel Dragon for the movie okay. Rockstar, starring Mark Mark Wahlberg. So check it yeah. out. Steel Heart. Um, nice. So I'm going back to Silverstein. Um, the band left long-term record label Victory Records in 2010, following a period of with Hopeless Records and another with Rise Records, and they are now signed with UNFD. We have got to do a whole episode on the controversy surrounding Victory Records. It is a crazy story, dude. We'll there are so many bands that like had a huge falling out with Victory <laughs> Records, most notably A Day to Remember. Um, okay. I think we even mentioned that in our Happy Hardcore episode where we talked about A Day to Remember. Yes. Um, it is, uh, it, it, it's crazy. It's a crazy story. We'll have to get into that sometime. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. 
So Silverstein released their kids album, their studio album, A Beautiful Place to, to Drown. That's not nice. <laughs> in March 2020. Well, think about it. You know, you don't want to drown in a beautiful Well, I, I guess I we, we're going to yeah. drown. Drown in, you know. in an ugly place. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the, um, the, this, this album um, was nominated for a 2021 Juno Award in the Best Rock Album category. This, their cover of Go Your Own Way can be found as a bonus track on the special edition of the album A Shipwreck in the Sand. Another great album. But yes, I found it as a bonus track that I didn't even know existed up, up until a few months ago. Right, okay. So, yeah. All right, so let's <laughs> take a listen. Here is uh, Silverstein's cover of Go Your Own Way. Loving you isn't the right thing to do. Amazing, yeah. Yes, it is. I, I, I do. Okay, so I don't think the vocals fit the song for me. Um, you know, because I like, I like, like Stevie, Stevie's, um, you know, soft Miller voice. Yeah. Um, but the, but the, but the actual music is amazing. I mean, yeah. Because there are times when I just put the foot back and like, I mean, the beats like dead on. You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's uh so you know some things I like about that uh it, it, the screaming yeah I agree like doesn't really fit like very yeah, well yeah 
but uh, I think I think that Shane Told is a great screamer, and that's I mean shipwreck in the sand <clears throat> out in 2010, 2011. So okay, you know, it's it's over ten yeah. years old uh, at yeah. this point, and um, yeah. his vocals have developed even greater since then. And that was like when they were in their prime. Like they had released two other albums, I think, by the you know by uh this time two or three other albums at this point so he was still like finding his place i guess but yeah i love the halftime you know i'm a sucker for halftime um so uh when they go into that a good bit and uh but yeah he didn't you know the drummer didn't do the uh the whole rhythm section it it may i don't know maybe it is more complex than what i what i thought it was but i don't know he didn't do it i mean Um, (laughs) well yeah but but i mean the drummer was really tight in the pocket, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. he's a great drummer. I love that drummer. Yeah. Um, and for somebody that didn't, like, you know, do the whole double bass thing, like, he really doesn't do that. Like, he does not do double bass at all. For a band that was a screamo, hardcore band, like, he did not do any double bass. And I, I think that's I think that's so unique with a drummer and, and that type of metal genre. Uh, when they when they won't do that stuff, I think that makes their drumming so much more unique. So uh, yeah, I love yeah. that guy. Nice. Um, I want to do an honorable mention real quick uh, <laughs> before we go into our next one that we're actually going to go up a hit up head to head against. Um, th- just because this one was so funny to me, we're not going to listen to the whole thing. But uh, if you're aware of the band uh, No Effects, um, yes, they they, <laughs> they have a really like old album that I didn't even know existed, uh, which I don't know if it's full of covers, honestly, but um, in research, <coughs> this, I found this cover on Spotify. Um, so uh, we're going to, we're going to take a listen to that as well. Um, so here, here's just a little snippet of no effects is uh, go your own way cover. Loving you isn't the right Man, music is beautiful, isn't it, James? It's um, <laughs> borderline the top of the line, dude. You can't, you can't. Oh my god, do that! Oh my god! All right, yeah. so here, um, okay, so obviously, No Effects is a a wonderful punk band. This is definitely like I think this is like '89 when that album came out or whatever. Uh, but you know, they're a joke band as well. They they poke fun at everybody. When listening to the song, I'm I'm very very certain that fat mike who normally does the vocals for no effects i am confident that he knows the song i mean how can you not know the song everybody knows the song but it i i laugh every time i listen to that because it sounds like maybe the guys got together and said oh let's do this uh fleetwood mac cover and everybody was was like oh dude let's yeah let's do it and then No Effects was probably the only one, the singer of the band that was probably like, I have no idea what this song is. So it sounds like he probably got in there, had the lyrics in front of him, and for all of his parts, he's like, because it doesn't flow with the normal, like, 
rhythm of the vocals. Yeah. And it sounds like he's just, it, it sounds like somebody doing really bad karaoke where they're, they're singing karaoke and they don't know the song. So they're just reading the lyrics as they come by and they're like, uh, tell me why everything turns around and you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's like donkey could, and everything. Yeah. I'd give you my socks. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they're clearly so joking, so it's not it's not really like a like an actual cover. So yeah, it's so for everybody who's seen on them, please don't. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and the vocal is great. The the excuse me, the vocals in the chorus is great. Like, uh, yeah. I think it's well done for that part. But it's just so funny to me because that's how I picture it. It's like no effects got together. Fat Mike was like, I don't know this song at all. And there's like the other guy that does all the vocals, backup vocals, was like. This is my time to shine. This is my I jam, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so let's move on to our next cover here. Um, I'll tell us about the Cranberries real quick. Another okay. band that is near and dear to uh, my wife, Allie's heart. Uh, yes. She absolutely loves the Cranberries. Um, and for a band that gets covered a lot, uh, it's nice to see them do a cover. So uh, the Cranberries were an Irish rock band formed in Limerick, Ireland. Uh, formerly, excuse me, originally named the Cranberry Solace, the band performed in 1989, uh, excuse me, was was formed in 1989 by lead singer uh, Niall Quinn, probably not saying her name right, Miss Quinn, uh, guitarist Noel, uh, Noel, excuse me, Noel Hogan, bassist Mike Hogan, and uh, drummer Fergal Lawler. Uh, Quinn was replaced uh, as lead singer by, this is the one that I know, Dolores O'Riordan. O'Riordan? O'Riordan. Do you really know that? Do you really know how to? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Dolores O'Riordan, I believe is how you say it. Uh, Allie's going to kill me. Uh, in 1990. Uh, and they changed their name to just the Cranberries. The bass, excuse me, the bass. The band classified themselves as an alternative rock group, but incorporated aspects of indie rock, jangle pop, folk rock, post-punk, and pop rock into their sound. Uh, the Cranberries rose to international fame in the 1990s with their debut album, Everybody Else is Doing It, So Why Can't We?, uh, which became a commercial success, obviously, because of these songs right here. Some of the band's hit singles off that album include uh, Dreams, Linger, Salvation, and the mega smash Zombie. Everybody knows Zombie. If you don't know any other Cranberry song, you, you freaking know Zombie for sure. Dude, dude, Bad Wolves did an amazing cover song of that one too. Yes, yeah, yes, and and Zombie has been covered numerous times by so many bands. We'll have to do a cover wars just on that. Um, but yes, Zombie is an amazing song. Uh, five of the band's albums reached the top twenty on the Billboard 200 chart, uh, and eight of their singles reached the top twenty on the Modern Rock Tracks chart. As of 2019, the Cranberries had sold nearly 50 million albums worldwide. The band ranks as one of the best-selling alternative acts of the 1990s, rightfully so. They received an MTV Europe Music Award, um, a World Music Award, an uh, International Group non nomination at the Brit Awards, a Juno nomination, a Juno Award win, an Ivor Novello Award for International Achievement, and a BMI Award with a special citation of achievement. Uh, the band's final album, In the End, uh, earned them a Grammy nomination for Best Rock Album, uh, with the video for their song Zombie, the Cranberries became the first Irish band to reach 1 billion views on YouTube. So congrats to them. Uh, sadly, though, in January of 2018, O'Riordan um, tra traveled from New York City 
where she lived, uh, to London to work with Martin Youth Glover on her side project, uh, Dark, D-A-R-K, uh, and to meet representatives of the BMG record label about a new album for the Cranberries. Uh, Oriordan arrived at the London Hilton on Park, uh, on Park Lane Hotel in Mayfair of, on uh, January 14th. Um, and then at uh, 2 a.m. on January 15th of 2018, uh, she had a phone call with her mother. Later that evening, she was found unresponsive in the bathroom and was pronounced dead, sadly, at 9.16 a.m. Excuse me. The cause of death was not immediately made public until an inquest at uh, Westminster Coroner's Court held on uh, September 6th, um, which sadly would have been her 47th birthday, um, ruled that she died as a result of an accidental drowning in a bath following sedation by alcohol intoxication. Um, so empty bottles were also found in her bed, uh, her hotel room. Um, uh, yeah, it was like five mini bottles and uh, a bottle of champagne, uh, as well as some prescription drugs. As you all know, prescription drugs, alcohol does not mix. Please do not do that. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, she is gone. Uh, what an amazing yeah. talent. Um, oh, yeah. Iconic yeah. voice for alternative music in the 90s. Um, there, I mean, those are some great songs. Uh, Zombie was not their only good song. I promise you. Dreams, Linger. Yeah. Uh, Linger was amazing. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah. So, anyway, their cover of Go Your Own Way can be found on their album To the Faithful Departed. Um, and uh, I'm very excited to get into this one because I cannot stop listening to this song. Uh, their cover of it is extremely, extremely good. And uh, I'm very excited to share it with you all. This was the idea for this whole episode was just because of this cover. So, uh, James, if you're ready, let's uh, get right into it. I'm bringing you, man. Let's go.
it is just like it's so haunting because like just knowing that she's no longer with us and right. uh, just oh my god how good that cover is my lord um i, I think I, we can safely say that i mean cranberries is like, the, like the, yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, while I love, I do love both covers and I do love all the bands that we've talked about. I even love that no effects. Yeah. <laughs> cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause just because it's such a great song, um, as far as, uh, you know, uh, it, it, for a breakup song, I think it, it's great. Um, and, uh, cause music heals in different ways, right? Even when we want to be pissed off at a, a former girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, um, like, uh, you know, music helps in that sense as well. I think it's a great song for that. I think uh, melodically, the song is uh, perfect. It is just perfection. That chorus is so catchy and so good. Um, and then we you, we just talked about the drum beat, and it just uh, it's just everything about it makes it a great pop song. Um, yes, and, yes, uh, yes. You know, just, it, just oh god, and just listening to that uh, because oh god, the Cranberries were such an amazing band. Um, and, uh, I really, really hate that she, uh, that she's no longer with us. Yeah. Um, but good Lord, she could sing. Um, I loved the like Irish, uh, almost like a yodel that she would throw into some of yes, her exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, zombie did a lot of that. Um, and she really showcased that with this as well. Uh, this was around the time that, that, uh, zombie was big. So, um, you know, she, they're fresh off of that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the drums and this is great. The drums played homage to paid homage to the original drums for sure. He kept that timing. Like he, he did the beat that people have such an issue with. He kept that yeah. in there, um, and threw in his own stuff. Uh, and it right. was just, Which was oh, great, you know, perfect. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Cause see, when you do, when you do a cover, I, I, oh, I totally agree with you. Cause, um, yeah. when you do a cover song, you, you want to do it. Uh, with respectful to the uh, original artist, but yeah. twist in, in in your band's way. Yeah. And I think that they did an amazing job with that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so cover songs are, are made to be interpreted different ways, you know? Yeah. So like like we've um like that three eleven song was was they they did it in the reggae one, which yeah. which was not ever you know, it's supposed to be in radio, but I mean, yeah. it, it, I mean, the fit it worked perfectly, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, because uh, I think this series uh, uh, is is very very good to to uh, to make to let people understand that there's many ways how to do a song, except besides the one that you heard from the original artist, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think we have a clear winner on this one, James. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cranberries all the way. Cranberries sure. taking this mm. one. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so good. Um, and with enough with enough of, of their own twist on it to make it their own, but but definitely keeping to the original. Um, exactly. Yeah. And uh, man, what a band to cover. What uh, all these bands we've talked about today. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. All the bands yeah. We've covered sure. like it's so it's so great. It's, it's so cool to learn. That's why I love doing cover wars is like learning a lot about like the back history of some of these really popular songs, maybe facts you didn't know. Um, and you can tell like your, your friends, you can be like, Hey, I, I learned that such and such, uh, apparently, 
Uh, they wrote the song about uh, Stevie Nicks, and she had a big problem with it. And people had such an issue with the drums, and yada yada yada. Let's see, on. And see, many people don't understand the backstory of it tonight. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we're doing this because um, I, I I think a lot of people really really want to hear the backstories about how songs are yeah. are made. Yeah. And I think that's that, that's just great, you know. Yeah. So yeah. For sure. So well, cool, man. Yeah, dude. So, um, I I just want to thank everybody else for listening to this to this uh, episode today. Uh, like we said before, be sure to share this with all your friends, families, dogs, cousins, um, monsters, uh, behemoth <laughs> characters. Call your if that's what you call your children. And there you go. You finally the monsters, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can uh, leave us a rating and a review if you don't mind. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Wordsville Podcast, on Facebook at WWFMS Podcast, while on Twitter at MS. You can always email us to, to um, give us your who you want us to go against the cover world we're between uh, at Wordsville Podcast at gmail.com. And you can uh, go to our YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com when words fail music speaks. And of course, it's everything. If you want to hear all of our all of our episodes on our on our website, go to uh, music.com. Yeah, and check out uh, T. Is it what's the what's the T-shirt uh, line that you just shared with me? Uh, T Public. I think it's Teespring, but let me let me make sure about that one. Yeah, because we got uh, we got merchandise. We also um yeah we got know. some merchandise. Please uh, support us um in uh, buying some merch. Uh, if you uh is it T Public? I think it's I think it's T Public. T Public, yeah, T E E Public dot com. Yeah, T E E Public dot com. Uh, you can get a t shirt. You can get a hoodie. Um, you can get some stickers. Uh, a kids t shirt. A little monster t shirt. Uh, notebooks, face masks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. you know, that's the if you're if you're looking to support the show in any way, yeah. please do that. That's it. That would help us out a huge amount. And um, the link will be in the description as as uh, it'll be on the website pretty soon. So look out for that in the future. Yeah, check that out. But, but yeah, if uh, if you want to um buy one and show off your friends, and maybe you can talk them into buying one too, that would be great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that yeah. would be great. We would we would not be mad about that. <laughs> we would love you for it. We would love Absolutely. you for it. Yeah. Um, and then you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, at Blake underscore Mosley for both of those. M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. Um, and please check out my YouTube, youtube.com slash Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y um, for some drum playthroughs that I've been doing at church. Um, and, uh, hope you guys enjoy those. Uh, maybe I'll get my drum shed done sometime in the near future and I can start doing covers again until then. You can also check out old drum covers that I did. Um, yes, those were very, very good. A, a zoom, no, a flip, a flip camera. That's what it was called. A flip camera. I uh, remember those windows oh. movie editor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those <laughs> were the, uh, I, I think those were like the candy bar size ones and you yeah, just they were very, yeah, very yeah, small. Yeah. Uh, it was before the days of I, iPhones where yeah. these are much better for uh, recording <laughs> videos. So yeah, uh, but, but yeah, I, no microphones or anything, but you know, some of them weren't, weren't too bad. I, I'm proud of those things. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, cool. So thank you. Thank you everybody for checking out this episode. As always, remember when words fail. Bye.